Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. That's the number four and cats with a K. They have beautiful book page posters that have passages from some of our favorite fantasy series like The Lord of the Rings and A Song of Ice and Fire and Harry Potter. They even have the Night's Watch vows with the Three-Eyed Crow. They also have Targaryen, Stark, and Baratheon bookmarks. You should really go check them out. It's 4Cats Boutique on Etsy and get yourself some bookmarks and amazing artwork. That's the number four and cats with a K, 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. Podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bug Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. And friends, we are back with an exclusive Raven for you today. See, that's the thing, Matt, when you comment, when you send in the Ravens at btkcast at gmail.com, they get featured on the show. And we talk about them. It's our favorite thing to do. Yes, it is. Yeah, you can send those to us as as said at btkcast at gmail.com. You can hit up our podcast uh, website, which is Ben the Knee podcast.com or you can just leave us a long extended sort of youtube comment so we actually um have a couple of these we're gonna see how they go these are probably gonna get split up into two episodes because they're longer ones and as and i tend to be a little long-winded but yeah if you guys go out of your way to send us a really big raven we're gonna do our best to sort of turn it into its own episode which then will also be featured on youtube because i cut out we cut up clips by the way and so sometimes you can check it out on youtube or you can check it on the podcast so uh, but here's one actually from a new uh, Patreon member, uh, and that is Naya Thrice the Wanderer, right? Um, so by ways of a shy by the shadow whose house words are, for it is known as the roots are deep, what you sow, you shall also reap. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, here we go. So greetings, sirs. A kindly wanderer would like to know if you have touched on this subject before. The Night's Watch vows as an ancient spell. Uh, It's as old as the wall. I feel like this vow is like a prayer or mayhaps a blessed or protective spell that is part of what keeps the wall standing. I feel as it is a military order, the wording has probably remained the same for over 8,000 years plus, you know, since it's been around, and with that wording, a purpose. So let's break it down. 
night gathers and now my watch begins. The army of the deep arises and approaches. I am now on the clock. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. So for, uh, fight to live with all my innate authenticity since nothing else matters. It, it demands all my attention and energy. It is for the realm uh, or maybe instead reverence to the nameless ones. It's sort of a, think uh, a thankless job. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. Live by the sword, die by the sword. I'll fight blind if I have to. I am the watcher on the walls, which is reverence to the crows of the old gods and the north. I think crows are regional and revered by the north. Also a nickname for men of the night's watch, mystical insights, crow meaning and symbolism include adaptability, cleverness and intelligence, teamwork and reciprocity, transformation and perhaps psychic abilities. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn. Life slash hot servants as opposed to dead slash cold servants of the army of darkness could be referencing Lightbringer or the Sword of the Morning, perhaps both. Barracks Flaming Sword, right? You know, I uh, mm -hmm. think something sort of that uh, type of idea. The horn that wakes the sleepers, the horn of winter, should it not be imbued somewhere among the wall uh, and, and accessible when needed, mayhaps the maesters know. I believe if the horn blows, it will awaken leagues of spelled sleeping heroes and giants. Um, also believe that there are sleeping giants within the wall imbued with a dragon glass or frozen fire that was blessed to be a shield as opposed to cursed dragon glass as the white walkers were created to be a sword by the magic of the children of the forest. Anyways, if it's in the vows, then should it not provide extra assistance? The original main castle was the night fort, maybe. Um, so maybe the horn is somewhere around there. So moving on, the shield that guards the realms of men. Reverence to the giants of old who may have honorably sacrificed themselves to stand guard within the wall as part of the spell of the wall. This could explain why people don't see many giants anymore. And the persons of the Dawn Age were wise enough to know that if the Night King has an army of dead giants, um, it's, you know, freaking over. It's game over. So if the children of the forest spelled um, spelled them with a long sleep, they are dormant, but still perhaps uh, could be activated. Um, and then there's and then she provides some addi add additional mystical info. There are 19 strongholds along the wall. The 19th major arcana in tarot is the sun, which is a symbol of light and life simply. Um, so like the like even though the wall is made of ice, it's really a spelled sun shield or a hot shield that the cold servants cannot get past. Mayhaps this is why it glistens at times. Then moving on, I pledge my life to the night's watch for this night and all the nights to come, which is just sort of through thick and thin. We're going to stick together. I still and then she says, she says I still haven't figured out why. Um, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell, but I feel like it has something to do with Bran, the builder's role in the construction of the wall. So what say you, good sirs? Uh, and then she sort of goes on to, the, there's a lot more uh, stuff here. So it's kind of really a two-parter here. But so so we'll just go, we'll just talk about this part first. Well, well 
Wow. You know, something to, to add on to this, I think, and I, I'll triple check, Matt, you can triple check me on this as I, as I talk about it, the Night Fort, if you, if you would. I believe the Night Fort is also the place where, I could be wrong, but you remember when Sam is coming back through the wall and he has to speak the uh, Night's Watch vow to get through the Werewood gate? There's like a, a gate. Bran is, is coming down. The Black Gate. Yeah, the, yeah, the Black, yeah. I think that's where, where they're at. Um, so I thought that was interesting that that was the connection and, you know, to, to the, um, to that fort and why do those doors open when, when you say the words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Power in those words, there's power in those words spoken from a true brother, uh, to where in which they would open a gate. That seems like it's, it seems like if you're going to call it a spell, like right, there's your almost like, like proof when you say it. It does things. It's something that you can use to gain access to, to somewhere else. It's a wall, Matt, and, and to get through it, there are gates. And they speak the words and they get through. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you, well, you know what it really you know what the that wall that kind of reminds me of is uh Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. The the gate, right? You know, at, at oh, yeah. but yes, you know. Speak it is interesting. Yeah, it, yeah it, it is definitely interesting that this gate exists because it's just it's there's not really that many sort of magical barriers. I mean, I know the wall is sort of one. But there's not really that sort of many magical barriers that exist, or at least that we see that we specifically sort of see. Um, and it's just like we we come across this 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 entrance, right? This magical entrance. Like, why have nobody in the night's watch? Has they ever even talked about it? Yeah, I get some of this stuff is it feels so ancient that it's just been forgotten. Um, like the whole idea, uh, as it was mentioned in the Raven, that a Stark must always be in Winterfell. Why? I, there's a lot of different ideas around around that. Um, there's there's ideas on what why was the wall constructed? What is it guarding against? Why do they say this vow? All all those things. It seems like they've gotten lost over the years you've had generation after generation of um members brothers guarding but nothing's happened and over time it just becomes a joke that's what we see in king's landing is that it's turned into an absolute joke we're not going to send anybody there we're only going to send criminals there uh it's it sorry matt but it's like it turned into the australia of the united kingdom okay we're going to send <laughs> prisoners there you know and that's it but I mean, not that not that Australia is a joke. I, I actually love Australia. Um, but I just think it's interesting that that over time, that's what George likes to do is say these are legends. There's there's lore. The story of Azora High might be quite different. The Last Hero, maybe they're all in one the same. Lightbringer, Dawn, all of those things are are they are they the same, or are they different? Is is the sword Dawn actually Lightbringer? It's gotten lost over 10,000 years. How are you supposed to keep track of all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the night fort itself, just to kind of to remind people here, some of the, just some of the things that are said about it, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be twice as big as castle black. Like it's like, it's supposed to be ma this massive, massive um, 
place, right? You know, the abandoned night fort has broken towers and a maze of tunnels connecting its faults and tunnels. Uh, buildings include a bell tower, a rookery, a brewery, a library, a dungeon capable of holding 500 prisoners, a bathhouse, an armory, a forge. The rat-filled Great Hall has only one wall, one wall remaining. The kitchen is a stone octagon with a uh, domed roof and contains a stepped wall. You know, they said it has been rebuilt many times over the thousands of years with only the deep stone vaults remaining from its, from its actual first form. So it could, this is just sort of another thing as that over time magic just slowly dissipates and disappears. And now Sam has to use it. And magic, my friend, is returning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, this is how you go from one uh, rabbit hole to the next. So you, you brought up the night fort, and I was just reading there. Some of the battles that took place, the warg king in the histories mm -hmm. is a skin is a skin changer who is there um, in the north, north of the wall after the long night. Uh, his given name is unknown, but the kings of winter of Al Stark rose up against him. Right. They, they fight him and they kill his sons as beasts. They kill his green seers and they took his daughters as prizes like. That's some of the stuff that's this ancient kind of lore that that could have been over 100 years. That could have been one contained battle, but they're killing green seers and, and they're, they took their daughters, you know, it took the took the ward king's daughters. I mean, stuff like that is, is just that's why, you know, I mean, look how much has happened in just our short little time or our short story of the Targaryen history, the 300 years. Uh, here of, of Aegon's you know, conquest. We're talking 10,000 years ago, eight to 10,000 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, uh, let me think about some of the other things, some of the other things that happened here. And then I'll, I'll tie it back into sort of the, that theory here. But just sort of, I think it is interesting just sort of look at a lot of this because this it, it does tie into it. Ultimately, what we're talking about here is basically the idea is, is the Night's Watch Vow sort of a magical spell and does its power slowly dissipate over time because you're dwindling and dwindling members of the Night's Watch? Which I would say is... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Definitely a possibility. Um, it could also be just sort of a coming of age, right? Uh, that, mm -hmm. you know, the common is coming. It seems like magic is returning for a bunch of reasons. Um, it could also include the, it, it, just the way it's time has evolved. Like th this could be a catalyst of a, of a ton of events, right? Whether it's predestined or whatever, but I, I, perhaps that is, that is the case because it does seem more and more like things are, things are definitely, things are definitely changing. Now, <clears throat> looking back at the histories, remember um you know of the wall we know that uh was it queen good queen um alisan alisan mm -hmm. her dragon did not want to fly over the wall couldn't mm -hmm. it would it would it didn't want to do it right 
yeah the night's watch the night's watch then you're talking like 150 years ago is certainly stronger than it is now but it's still still not as obvious still not as strong as it probably was thousands of years ago yeah which is interesting because is it just some like understanding the, the barrier and what's it what is it keeping out what is it keeping in what's the separation uh, was it just a desire to not want to go there because of an evil force that was beyond that that wall or was it some of the wards or the ancient spell work that's in the wall that kept the dragon from going across same thing uh that, that you have at storm's end right so yeah yeah i think that's that is an interesting connection that um yeah there's 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 spells in the wall itself and these men say that vow all the time right yeah whether whether they're pledging themselves or they just as a reminder as we saw in our last chapter with corin and john you know corin says to john say the words again say them with me well remember they go and they go pray right when they when they sort of say their night's watch vows they say them in front of right they choose to say them in front of a of a heart tree Right, yes. in front of a oh, yeah. in front of a weirwood in front of a weirwood tree, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's interesting too. That I mean, yeah. Um, are you are you are you giving your and now and here at the night fort there is basically a weirwood tree that hold it literally yeah. is what holds Matt. Holds it actually the gate. it is the is, gate. The, yeah, this is something that I think we, we forget about from time to time. The gate actually will ask you a question. It says, who are you? The freaking gate spoke. Yes, actually, I know. <laughs> it's like, what? I mean, so and then you have to answer. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleepers. I am the shield that guards the realms of men. Uh, the door will open, then saying, then pass. That's what it says. It says two things. Who are, it probably says two. It probably says three things, Matt. Who are you? You say the whole thing, and it says then pass. Or you say it says who are you? You don't give the correct the the the, the correct answer, and it says you shall not pass. Right? Essentially, it's freaking, yes. It's a freaking Gandalf thing. Crazy. That's all it says. That's wild. Yeah. So, so yeah. So just going off of what she, what she's saying ultimately. Um, and I do, and I do like almost that there is per that the purpose of each line, essentially, you know, it is, it is an oath and, and there is, there is um, stuff to it because when it's brought up, you know, I, we, we've talked before and many have theorized like, you know, some of the things like I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, you know, there's theories that, the Night's Watch themselves are perhaps a light bringer, right? Like they are mm-hmm. sort of the the physical sword that's supposed to, you know, the the not physical sword. They wouldn't be the physical sword. They would be the embodiment of a sword that would right. challenge to push back the yeah. that metaphorical the White kind Walkers, of, right? Yeah, yeah, metaphor, yeah. Yeah, I think I've always thought that was really cool. And again, people when they when they describe the wall, and it's like it looks like a blade laid down that's like i got that it's it's when the when the sun hits it i like the cool thing to the tarot cards and and the sun yeah hitting that being like a blinding light i think sometimes they talk about it uh you know being a blinding light and it being weeping and stuff um you know sword sometimes is 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 weeping with blood blood you know running down the blade and uh it, it very well could be 
like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, she goes on to ask here, cause we had talked about like, you know, talking about like, what do we think it is that sort of triggers the night's the night, the night King, or perhaps just magic coming back. Now we haven't seen the night King in the books, but I do believe that there will, again, I, I've continued to say, I do believe there will be some sort of leader of, of the white walkers. Um, and I, I actually even sort of think that with the way they go in the show with like, okay, you kill, like you kill one of the white walkers and it'll kill a bunch of the whites that they command. I think that that's pretty logical. And I, I, I could see George going down that route. Um, Cause ultimately we're going to have to kill them in some, in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, I mean, unless ultimately we do end and then just the, the, the others take over and then that's just it, which is possible, but I don't, I don't think so. I do. I do ultimately, regardless of who it is, you know, of whether it's Bran or Tyrion or Daenerys or John or any of the, any of them, I think ultimately that's we're going to end up right with somebody taking out the others and yeah. sitting the throne or doing whatever. Um, right. I actually think the idea of sort of like that, like hive mentality, right? Kill the kill the queen essentially, and they all just die, or you know, you go you go down that route. So um, anyway, so she's saying here that it's the comet, right? Um, you know, it's usually uh, a comet is usually composed of ice, uh, dust and frozen glass. Right. You know, some appear every so often, like Haley's Comet comes around every 75 years. Um, they have highly elliptical orbits. Some appear regularly visible every hour uh, so often. Um, I already said that. And some have such large orbits that they visit visit the inner solar system once every hundreds of thousands of years. Right. So in astrology, um, you know, comets are sometimes seen as bad omens. From the Roman Empire onwards, comets became the symbol of another kind of disaster, a human-related one. Death, riots, wars, and slaughter. The death of a king or noble being the one that caught most attention. When Julius Caesar was assassinated in Rome in 44 BC, his successor, uh, Augustus, uh, and then Octavian, who goes on to become um, Caesar Augustus, right, uh, announced that Caesar's soul had already been ridden by the comet heavenward from ancient times to the medieval. Comets were seen as a symbol of evil power, which brought forth natural disasters, human-related uh, disorders and slaughters, uh, and history deepens people's fear towards comets' infamy. In 682 AD, when Halley's Comet passed by, there was a three-month rainstorm and an outbreak of the Black Death. And provide even provides us a reference, which is pretty cool. So, um, anyway, she, the source she provides is uh, the uh, above source says the color makes a difference towards its effective nature. And in the show, the comet is depicted as a red tail, red referencing Mars. Mars references the Roman god of war, uh, outward activity, aggression, anger, assertion, volatility, and great courage. Yeah, I actually like the article um, and we can well, maybe we can post a link to this later, but like just just some cool stuff in there about what people in our own times thought about comments. And, and uh, you had mentioned the Black Death and also you had in 1066 A.D. Um, we had, let's see, Harold II, the King of England, um, fought William I, the Duke of Normandy and died at the Battle of uh, at, at there, which... Um, after which William succeeded to the English throne, Haley's Comet kept on bringing forth its implication regarding the death of an emperor in this way. So again, just the idea that I, it really comes down to like when it's happening, like you see the comet coming and then you look around your world and you say, okay, what, what happened? What major death, what thing took place that we can blame or make a connection between 
the comet. I kind of think George in, in this story does that as well. A lot of people see the comet as saying that it's there, um, like for Daenerys, right? If you're pushing her her arc and saying this is this is her sign, a sign that she it's her time now. And then some would say, well, no, this is the triggering of the Night King. This is this is going to bring him back. Uh, others that it's Azora High again. It's Stannis is is there doing his thing. I mean, with Melisandre. So what's it mean? Is it dragons? Is it you know? Is is that is the comet uh, sort sort of what you know propels magic into the world, or are we just associating it and saying there's a correlation between them and saying, all right, magic happens to be coming back here a little by little, and there's a comet. Must be the comet that's causing it, you know. Exactly, because remember, everyone, uh, everyone begins to look at the comet and think that it has something to do with them, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody's seeing it, and they're thinking Joffrey's thinking, oh, it's because I'm king, and Daenerys right. thinks, oh, it's because of the dragons, and you know, Stannis and Melisandre view it, oh, he's Zora High and Lightbringer, and fire in the sky, baby, right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's cool. To, to it could be that. both, though. It could be. Yeah. It could be. It could. It could be that one. It actually does legitimately signify this is truth for somebody, but then everybody sort of views it and interprets it as their mm -hmm. own heralding, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. George is not an all or nothing person. It's like, oh, well, some of these right. will be wrong, and maybe one or two will be right, or. Like you can right. see when him you, almost yeah. on stage answering that question. Like, well, some of them will die and some will live. Right. And... Yeah. If you specifically go looking for a sign, mm -hmm. then you are potentially more likely to find one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So in our characters, again, it's from their point of view, as Matt often brings up. And so it's they're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about their own arc and their own story and, and where uh, they need to go and, and what, uh, is their guiding force? What influences them? And yeah, they're looking right now towards signs and things. Unless you're like Tyrion. I mean, you have other characters who are critical of that kind of stuff, uh, which is cool. And they, they those characters sometimes tend to be George's, not favorites, but he does uh, does like them and enjoys having those characters who cast doubt on what the other characters and their points of view are thinking, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, hey, yeah. Thank you uh so much, Naya, for that uh those that Raven, the super great. Anyway, we will absolutely make uh, a podcast or ends up being sort of a YouTube episode, whatever, uh, for this. If you send us a Raven, we love to do that. Love to give you guys detailed uh episodes on that because you guys put a lot of work into your ravens, and we will do our best to put work into breaking them down into episodes here. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you. We have some more Ravens and stuff coming, as well as the end of A Clash of Kings, and then we'll start diving into some House of the Dragon content. As So uh, we'll just close here and say, as always, guys, remember that winter is coming.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.